Oh, yeah. Well, you seen the commercials? Yeah. yeah. For Sally's, the price of a cup of coffee, right. you can get anal. Sally, right. I mean, that's kind of the way it is. Jeez. Sally Struthers taught us that a long time ago. Me? <laughs> so, do they say me so horny there? Oh, is that what they say that? The, the whole, hey, Joe, you buy me a drink? All real? Mm-hmm. I used to have a t-shirt and a hat. It said, uh, I love you long time, buy your own fucking drink. Jesus. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Our coverage of the NYC Crime Awards continues. Uh, talking to me today, Craig Loigren, comedian and plumber. Craig Loigren, you're a uh, you live in Staten Island, which is Richmond, and <laughs> you you're just, uh, you just learned that, right? I, <laughs> I did, and, you know. And but I always thought Richmond was like uh, like Virginia, like, like a neighborhood. Yeah, no. Well, there. there's a Richmond Valley there, and and things like that. But yeah, Richmond Richmond County Savings Bank. That's the the borough. It's Staten Island. The Forgotten Borough. The Forgotten Borough, yeah. The Forgotten Borough. But it's also uh, the Borough of Richmond. It's only Brooklyn is Kings, uh, Staten Island is Richmond, and the rest of them, the Bronx is the Bronx, you know. Uh, Manhattan's Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah, Queens, Queens is Queens. And, and so you're and, and so you're surrounded by Oxy. Uh, yeah, that's that. There is a, there is an Oxy issue. Let's just say. And, now, how do you spot that? Uh, I people blowing spit bubbles on the side of the street, not actually crossing the street, <laughs> just standing there. You know, uh, you're waiting for someone to cross, and they just kind of teeter totter back and forth on the corner. Uh, you, you kind of figure that you're, it gives you an impression that they might be under the influence of something. <laughs> they, and, and being yeah. as a bunch of rich little white kids out there, blue collar parents, but you know, all small business owners and gangsters and everything else. Uh-huh. So there is a lot of money, and the kids are all little punks, and they're all doing oxy until they can't afford it, and now they're shooting up. They did a show on uh, the Discovery Channel about a month or two ago. It aired, and they did a whole hour on Staten Island how how bad the uh, the pill issue is. They, out they could eventually. They they need some money. It's it's right, and and while there, you you might be able to get a service for a discount. But, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, the older you get, and if you're married a long time, it doesn't matter whether it's a guy or a girl, as long as you're getting service. <laughs> so you had foot, hoof, and mouth disease. Uh, hand hand, foot, and mouth jungle rot. Yeah. In Vietnam, they call the jungle rot. Oh, so it's, yeah, it's change a, your socks. That's what they always talk yeah, about in the movies. Huh? Right, right, right. All, all that they say, like in the movies, they'll eat that. That shit will eat you up to your knees. And <laughs> you know, you don't know what like the boys. The company C, it's in like that. They talk about it and stuff. You know, old so, Vietnam. So what? Is, so what exactly is it? Is it a bacterial it's a, infection? It's or a fungal bacterial. It's a combo. It's a fungal bacterial disease that lives. It's a. Uh, it lives in water. It's one of like three, like Hep C. That and one other disease can actually thrive in water. And uh, I was I was cleaning a, a sewer. I was cleaning the sewer line, and I you know after doing that for long, you know, I was a plumber, service plumber for twenty three years. And, you know, you go out and you do drain cleaning and the whole gamut. And I was cleaning a sewer line in this building that we had an account with. And I didn't put my rubber galoshes on. You know, you don't wear that. I don't wear that. After after a dozen years, you don't care. You go take a shower. You know, you're not worried that, you know, if you were first time on the job and you'd be like, oh, my God, are you standing in shit water? That's disgusting. But after you do it for a while, like anything else, you're like, oh, let's just get the hell out of here. Let's okay. just get, you know. Yeah, okay. Um, so you don't think anything about it? No. And then the next day I woke up and my feet, my one foot was on fire. And I was like, wow, this is pretty rough. So I'm doing the old gold bonds thing. And after two or three days, it was just, it seemed like the skin was falling off my foot. I went to the doctor. He gave me a topical cream. Within a week, it was on the other foot. I'm like, oh my God, how did it spread? And then it came out in my hands. It came out in my mouth, my face. You know, some people, like they're, they're like, oh, you had cocksaki. I'm like, no, kids get cocksaki. I had the hand, foot, and mouth. Wait, first of all, I never heard of cocksaki, but it doesn't sound good. <laughs> it's, it's not what it sounds like, but you feel like it. But uh, cocksaki, that co- thing, it's like that crusty sock you right, got under right, your right. bed. Yeah. Right when you're 13, that yeah. we can walk away with when you're 15. <laughs> cocksaki. Wow. So you you have it in your sounds feet. like Asian porn, right? Cocksaki. Hands, mouth, it's like all over you. And my my brother put it this way. You ever see the movie The Mask? 
Yeah. My brother, my nickname for like three months was Rocky Dennis. Oh, Jesus. Because that's, that's the lead character. That's what my face looked like. It yeah. was all distorted. It was swollen. Whoa. Yeah, it was, it was rough stuff. It's that bad. Yeah, and at the time, they didn't know what it was because it wasn't anything that you really see in this country. It's a it's something, <laughs> really, for real. Like, I'm not even trying to be mean that's or sound a, like no, a- that's always really bad when you have some disease. It's like, uh, that, normally in this country, right. we don't have that. You know, it's, it's really like, bad. There's some shit like that in Louisiana. Like, every once in a while, there'll be a leprosy outbreak. Right, right, right. Because like, some oh, shit, leprosy? Worse than that, they, every time I showed them, I took my shoe off, they were like, ugh. <laughs> you, know, uh, you, don't, you don't ever want to hear a doctor go, ugh. Yeah. That's not professional. <laughs> yeah. Go behind the curtain and give an uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Don't shudder right, in right. my immediate presence. Right, yeah. right, right. Because that makes me shudder even more. You know, you want to. Man, wanna... and so you're off your feet now for how long? I was eleven months. Wow. I had to go through hand. I had to go through ultraviolet light therapy three days a week for almost five months, like almost like a chemo to burn it out. It got so bad. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't wear shoes. And if if they hadn't caught it, what would have happened? Uh, it would have just keep eating me up. It looked like the, it looked like the flesh eating disease. It was taking all the skin off my hands, my feet. I actually used my hands were so beat up, and the and you know your lines, your lifelines, and everything in your hands they were split open like so, fish so lesions. So your hands are popping. They open. were split open so bad. I I used uh, crazy glue to actually because they, they were like fish lesions, and I would fill in the cracks with crazy glue just so I could open and close my hand. Wow. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough, and you my wife glued stuck your through fucking hand closed. It, well, no, I just glued it together. <laughs> what well, I mean, clothes like a fist. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Stands with fists. Those lines. You know, various ointments. They were giving me various pills. Nothing was working. The only, yeah, the only thing that worked was this ultraviolet light therapy. It got it under control enough to where I uh, could could actually the, the the creams and the and the pills would work. A uh, former plumber. Now you you had a distinction. You said you're you're a service plumber. What's the difference in a service plumber and like a and a plumber plumber? Well, uh, I just, I, there's a A and B journeyman, uh, new construction. Basically, it's really new construction to service. Mm-hmm. And I was service. I've done new construction over the years, but my forte always have been, has been service, going in, fixing, repairing things, replacing things, you know, pumps, toilets, tubs, things like that. Oh, okay. Where a journeyman A is new construction, laying the pipe for the first time, putting in sprinkler systems uh, and doing all that, water lines, you know, everything from the ground up. So you I fix the toilet, but you can't lay the pipe. Right, right. Yeah, well, I don't me. know what that means. <laughs> neither, neither do I, but my wife has said that to me quite a few times <laughs> over the years. So you're uh, somebody who goes in when all the shit's done, and, and you can still and you can fix all that stuff, service plumber. Like, let me ask you this. Do people ever call you and just say, like, there's a rat in the toilet? Uh, I briefly moved to Florida back in 1996 for like eight months, and oh. that was the only time I actually did see that. That's never, fucking weird. Never here. Well, in New York, we have uh, house traps. We have like U-bends under everything, in the house, under every sink, every tub, everything. And the U-bend always holds water. It's to prevent gas, the city gas, from coming back up into the, the building. It's, it's called a house trap. And in Florida, they don't have that. It's straight pipe going up into everything. So the only U-bend they have is what's under the sink or what's it built into the toilet and it was a motel 8 it was a re- it was a it was a hotel mo- you know, motel 8 hotel 8 whatever you want to call it oh, geez. and uh, they called with a rat in the toilet and i didn't believe it until i went there and this poor little rat looked scared, more scared than me sitting there all soaking wet couldn't get out of the toilet because of the porcelain and it was wet you know couldn't run up the porcelain so i it sounds uh, like the beginning of a disney movie yeah it was like a, it was a, <laughs> he's i still have him he yeah. lives on my shoulder <laughs> Uh, be careful! I watched Dumbo today. That was <laughs> no, but the only thing to do is just flush, right? Just flush. <laughs> no, no, no. He'll get stuck and die and drown a horrible death. Uh, yeah. Well, but you but know, I mean, then, is that a problem? Because then, well, then you still got to get it out of the toilet. Do you want to try to reach in and pull oh, out yeah. what might or might not be dead? No. I took a garbage can like from the hotel room and I filled it up halfway with water. 
I, I took my toilet auger, which is just a hand snake that goes through the toilet, and I hooked it under this little thing's arms. I picked him up. I put him in the garbage can. I carried it outside. I walked it into the woods and tossed it. Wait, how the hell did this happen? So explain that to me again. <laughs> you you filled a garbage can up. Halfway with water. Yeah. I th- and I, I picked up the rat with a, a, a machine I use, a hand snake that I use. I kind of lassoed him and lifted him up and dropped it into the bucket of water. Okay. And then I carried the bucket outside shaking it constantly just so the thing was like rattled just so it wouldn't try to like climb up and oh you figure if there's water in there he's not going to be this like he, scampering he, no, around he was too shit. he was too busy trying to stay afloat to, to oh, try to get out okay so uh, yeah it worked it worked and i got him outside and i got him into the woods and i i just tossed him yeah it's like good luck to you uh, yeah yeah and stay out of the toilet charged them like 275 dollars or something like that 300 dollars. that was about 18 years ago. Oh, God damn. 96. Oh. What was that? Oh, wow, that's 20 years ago. 20 year. years ago. That's Yeah, that's when I started right. doing comedy. Right. 20 years ago, 96. So when I started doing comedy, you were fishing a rat out of the toilet in Florida. Right. As you were, as you were making three people laugh <laughs> in, a, in a little club or in a bar on a Tuesday night. Let me tell you, I didn't make $275 for a long time oh, yeah. in doing comedy. It's My- like, yeah, I remember when I would work in Myrtle, Myrtle Beach, South right. Carolina. You know? you know that place? Comedy sure. Cabana. And and uh, I think it was twenty five dollars a show, and I would MC and uh, was there for the whole week. Made a buck and a quarter, maybe maybe a do- maybe one hundred seventy five dollars for the whole week. Nice. And uh, I tell you something: if I knew who booked it, I'd go do it now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would open for you, my friend. Yeah. I would open for you. Jesus, open for the MC. There you There's go. A guy, he's 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 barking. Uh, well, let's do an award here. We have a, a best murder of a whole family. Now, you're, you're a family man, right? You have a couple of kids. Uh, they're they're grown now. Do they yeah. do they live at home still? Uh, uh, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> and they they're in their twenties or yeah, their teens. My my son is going to be twenty four, and my daughter is twenty one. She'll be twenty two. Okay. And we're married twenty five years. My son is actually a flight attendant now for uh, Norwegian Airlines. Wow, yeah, what so a great job! He's he's right now on his way to London. And that's all he flies. He just came from San Juan. He was in Copenhagen last week. He was in uh, Bangkok, Thailand. Uh, uh, just knocking Sweden. down ass everywhere he, he goes. He, you know, I hope so. All God, the eligible I boys. So. <laughs> I, I t- yeah, well, not the boys, but all the boys are hitting on him. Oh, he's yeah. he's one of three uh, uh, heterosexual males in the flight attendant uh, <laughs> career profession. And uh, it's like being the only uh, straight guy in the drama drama program or right, something. Right, you know, exactly. He's probably a really eligible, good job to have. You know, know, there's so many pretty flight attendants. Ba- back in the day, I worked on the Spirit Cruise Lines, the dinner boat that goes around the city. But 97, 98, 99, I was a an MC on there, and I was one of three straight guys that worked on that whole ship. The other forty five were all gay. You know who worked on there with me it was uh, Dustin Chafin. We yeah, yeah. We he's going to be on a show uh, very soon. He he actually started that when I was finishing up. He he came to work there. I did it for about two years. And then he, he in would, the nineties. What, what do you do? You're an MC on a boat. That I goes was on the city. It was a dinner boat. It went around. You made little jokes about you know the uh, the Statue of Liberty and at the time like the Trade Center and and yeah yeah you, uh, you like as the MC it got worse than that man. So you could tease him about it. As the as the MC, uh, you had to uh, do the conga line. You had to lead the Moncarena. Uh, you had to do like the uh, electric slide. Uh, uh, and I did all that with 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 joy and happiness. I was getting ten bucks an hour to perform. Oh wow! Yeah, on on the dinner boat around the harbor. That's the money. Three, the three hour cruise, brother. That was Man. like ninety seven, ninety eight. I think I I would have to be washing dishes for that kind of money. So ten dollars an hour. I would, those times have been very. Fa- you know, uh, Jesus Christ, dude. That's uh, to to. Ten dollars an hour, and you're swinging around the, the whole. How long would a cruise last? Uh, three three hours. Three hours, you said. Oh, it, yeah, it was just, so it you was just a, said that. It was, was the it was the, the dinner boat. It's the, it still it's still exists. The Does spirit it? 
Spirit Cruise Lines. It's right at Chelsea, right here. Who does it? A few it? blocks, Chelsea Pierce. It's does called it. the Spirit, the Spirit of New York, New Jersey, and, and they still have an MCU who does that shit. Uh, I guess it's that's twenty years ago. I wonder what they pay. Uh, uh, probably ten dollars an hour yeah. still. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe ten fifty. Make an introduction for me. Right. Oh, they have singing uh, waiters up there too. Yeah, well, that's the, what they did. The, yeah. the, the waiters were, were all uh, performers, and and that's where all the uh, the homosexual guys came in. I got, there was one guy, Robert, he was so funny. He used to tell me, a black guy, he was like, ooh, child, you better call your wife and tell her that, you know, you're, you're, I'm coming home with you. And I was like, yeah, what do you think? You're Sydney Portier? Guess who's coming to dinner? And he's like, oh, child, I ain't coming for to eat. I'm coming for sex. Wow. <laughs> like, yeah. I was straight up. He'd have two drinks in him and he wanted to convert me. I tell you, it wouldn't, don't you wish women were that fucking straight uh, up forward it, like that? That's why gay men are happy for the most part, because everything's straightforward. They do their business and then they go about their business. Mm-hmm. Where with women, it's the whole emotional attachment and you got to deal with that end of it. Well, yeah, and then it's the chase. They say you love, we're supposed to love the chase. I don't love the fucking chase. Dude, I was out of breath walking up the chase. stairs and you're on the first floor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, come on. Was, yeah, I, mean, I don't chase nothing anymore. I am not into the fucking chase. I mean, I'm married. Thank God for that. I'll tell you what, it's not a good time to be single. If I were you, I would tell your son never to be alone in a room with a woman because she's liable to come out. Oh, and, and say that and he say, tried to attack or whatever. Yeah. Well, thank God most girls are uh, in tune to videotape their performances. So maybe he might have a video. He might have a, a, a video of it proving otherwise. But that's the other part of it. You know what I mean? It's like if you if you video something without them knowing, that's probably some sort of illegal as well. Yeah, I'm sure that would maybe. Oh, it's, uh, it's rough. Bonnie, rough on the single guys. Bonnie Stinson does it all the time. <laughs> Who's that? How, how oh. I Met Your Mother. Did you ever see the show? How I Met, how I met Your Mother. Yeah. No. Another gay guy playing a straight guy that's. Uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, right. Uh, Bonnie Stinson. And he is so believable as like the most eligible bachelor out there. It's so funny. Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> it's off the air, so. In Queens, a gigantic man went ape. At 5.38 a.m., six foot five inch, 260 pound bouncer, 34-year-old Jonathan Walker entered his Springfield Gardens home and marched from room to room with a 45, blowing away his family members in cold blood. My dad used to get us up on Saturdays. I hated that. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, I didn't want to get him. Yeah, I want to watch. Yeah. Never with a forty-five. He never. <laughs> he never. He never tried to put a cap at me, so to speak. He put a bullet in the head of his girlfriend of ten years, his uh, her sixty-two-year-old mother, and his own seven-year-old daughter. Well, you don't have to go to heaven, but you can't stay here. <laughs> didn't one of them He's live? A bouncer, you know? Didn't yeah. one of them live in the twelve-year-old? Twelve-year-old daughter who lived and called, called the police. The cops. Yeah. She, they showed up and they she let him in. Walker, Walker. In the meantime, he didn't know that she was still alive. He shot everybody in the fucking house. Drove off to now, and there's no, there's really just no indication of what made him do this. None, I mean, none. And and that is what's so fascinating about this murder of a whole family. Uh, although he did leave the twelve year old behind, he drove to a wooded area behind Kennedy Airport, pulled the trigger one more time. He was found in his car. Uh, this guy was a scary man. Yeah, but uh, if you you read the article, they they said that he was happy and he was said he was going home to watch Netflix. He wasn't even uh, it wasn't like he was showing any signs of of anything. So then you have to try to think what possessed this guy in a in a half hour time span to go from wanting to go home and watch a movie at Netflix, like you know, like oh man, my favorite movie isn't on. I'm gonna kill you all. Bow 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 bow. Could be. I that. mean, come on, you know. Yeah, what could it be? I don't know. Like, like he could like, have found out something about his wife, or that you right. know, like they've been. Uh, he missed the last ex- episode of Dexter or something. They took it off of Netflix, and he was pissed. <laughs> like, what was it that really drove I don't him? Think that's gonna make you kill your whole family, well, but Dexter, something. Dexter May. But, well, that he's the first nominee. This is uh 
his name again? Jonathan Walker, six foot five, two hundred and sixty pounds. What do you weigh? I'm uh, I'm only five foot eight, but I'm two hundred pounds. You're two hundred. I'm pounds. a solid guy. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you, I, you, I used to be stronger. Now I'm getting chubbier. It's it's funny how gravity works like yeah, that. Join the fucking club, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how old you are. I know how old I am. Um, it sucks. I, I think we're about the same age. Yeah, and, and uh, you exercise enough still to where like your neck doesn't constantly hurt. No, no. Well, from holding up your head. <laughs> yeah. I'm in pain. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man, but it cannot be good. I just keep one of these days, some bad shit is going to happen. I'm going to get some bad news. You don't have to go to heaven, but you can't stay here. All right. Not to be outdone, our second nominee, a retired White Plains police officer, shot two-thirds of his daughters and all three family dogs before killing himself. Uh, very thorough when it comes to the pets. 52-year-old Glenn Hockman. He served 22 years on the White Plains police force. He retired January 30th. Three weeks later, murdered his family. You know, it shows you that when a guy retires, there's an adjustment period. <laughs> fatal adjustment. <laughs> fatal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some guys like to putter around in the basement. Some guys like to get into yard work. Well, this guy wanted to murder his children. Listen, when you retire, there's a slight adjustment period you have to go through. <laughs> yeah, you need to, uh, you know, you're being around your family again, you know, and they have to get used to you. Right. What? You killed him. He did. He killed his... Now, this guy, I guess, is not really... He didn't technically kill his whole family. No, the one daughter was... Uh, the one oldest daughter was, was with the, with the mother. Who, and Mohegan's son. And he didn't kill his wife either, uh, which is kind of fucking lame. But I think, though, in this case, you let it slide because this guy, I mean, she was going to be so sad, and I think that's why he did it. Was, he did it more for punishment. Yeah, yeah. because it sounds like... This guy was, he thought his wife was a bit of a cunt. And I'm just going to say that because when you listen to some of the things that occurred, it seems as if this guy, from his perspective, would not like that. Like, like okay, this guy, first of all, you know, he's 22 years on the force. Right when he's winding up his career and retiring, his home life is crumbling beneath his feet. In mid-January, his wife called a family meeting to discuss a possible separation. Right. Uh, all those years of working, you retire, and then it's like, well, let's separate. Maybe, right. maybe he was an asshole. I don't know. You're going to be home all the time? I want to go away. Hockman <laughs> <laughs> had fought on Thursday with wife Anna Marie DiPietro Hockman about a bill <laughs> and also about her cumbersome hyphenated name. My my phone has been hyphenating now in autocorrect for reasons unbeknownst to me. Oh, I don't boy. know why, but I'm starting to look either smarter or, or, or dumber when I text people. I'm not sure. The next day, his wife actually went to the cops after they had this argument and filed a police report saying that she and her husband had a nonviolent argument over the bill. Filed a fucking police report. because an acquaintance said that you want to document shit like that. So I guess she was serious about splitting up and she wants to have all her ducks in a row. And so this guy's going, wow, I'm going to have to like monitor myself constantly. I'm going to uh, we argue about a phone bill. She goes to the fucking cops. Right. But, and, Whoa. Yeah, but what possesses you to kill your whole family? I don't, you know, I understand like the I'm whole building a case. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm sorry. You're, build, you're building. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I, there's no way that, it, that it's going to excuse all that. However, um, I, I, you see where there's like tension. I, I, is yeah, all. There's I, I tension. Could see, I could see the wife. I don't understand it, but I could see you killing your spouse in the, in the heat of the moment. But not yeah. your kids and then your pets and maybe one of them. Well, or or just one kid pets. just to show yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, something. You know, I mean, just like, to show you mean business. Look, if you're gonna blow your brains out, uh, it doesn't really matter. You know, your shit's about to be over with for you anyway. I don't. That's what I don't get. Right. It's, so what it's, do you it's care? Why this guy was like really ready to check out. Uh, Twenty two years. Like, if I'm not a cop, fuck it. 
I just don't understand. This is in White Plains. This is a cop. This is Glenn Hockman, 22 years on the force. Hockman's wife went with her oldest daughter then to Uncasville, Connecticut, <laughs> to gamble Man. and stay at the Mohegan Sun, one of the largest casinos in the United States. You ever perform there? I believe I have. Yeah, yeah Connecticut, right? Ma- yeah, maybe uh, you can <laughs> uh, look them up. Maybe it's uh yes, it's, it's Connecticut. They have like and... a gigantic Uncasville. A lot of people, a lot of uh, uh gambling area, or whatever. It's like so, so many like hundred thousand feet or some shit. It, whatever. They seem proud of it. <laughs> the Mohegan people. They just became a people in '94 in order to have this casino. They literally became a people to have a casino. They were not really? a they were not a people before that. Really? Yeah. Even though they made a movie the and Mohegans. a book about it. The last of the Mohegans, the, <laughs> you know. Mohegans. Oh, it's not oh, Mo- oh, oh, wrong one. I'm sorry. <laughs> With my Mohegan son and my Mohegan daughter. My Mo, my Mohegan haircut. Mohe- Mohegan stayed behind, uh, or excuse me, Hockman stayed behind and killed his <laughs> teenage daughters and three dogs, and then he typed a six-page suicide note and shot himself in the garage. Uh, Hockman had just changed his retirement benefits and removed his wife as a beneficiary. That's what I love. He uh, really screwed her. Now he, she doesn't get his money. But it turns out he filed new papers just 10 days before he carried out the uh, murder's suicide. And unfortunately for him, if he was trying to cut her out, she does get a big payment. It looks like the lawyers, you know, they're still talking about it and shit, as they will. But it looks like because none of that shit was paid out yet and, and the, the paperwork hadn't Finalized. gone through and blah, 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 they're giving her the money. Half a million dollars one-time payout. Well, you know what? Does that even bring back your kids... Yes, it does. It brings back your kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, take the money, go to Mohegan Sun, have there a you good go. time, you know. Well, that's the number. That's the second one. And uh, a man killed his uh, pregnant girlfriend in Times Square. It was a murder-suicide in the lobby of the Times Square Hotel, 255 West 43rd Street. This hotel's very special. It is uh, operated by Common Group, an organization that houses homeless individuals and families. Uh, and uh, the 652 units are occupied by low-income and formerly homeless adults, persons with serious mental illness, and persons living with HIV slash AIDS. It's a cheerful place. Right. That's exactly the kind of place you want to be. People screaming in agony, a lot of diarrhea, and a lot of fucking just crazy people climbing the walls and shit. Homeless people, they don't even know what it's like. Why, why am I inside? We should send like a floral delivery there just to see how they react to flowers coming into the lobby. <laughs> just like, wow, that's... <laughs> Happiness floating in. Right. I, I, Those colorful flowers. Well, Kill yourself. <laughs> well, this guy, as soon as his beloved walked in with carrying uh, their child around 9.45 p.m., 29-year-old Herbert Gaines shot his girlfriend, Brandy Kehano, 26, in the leg and torso, and then fatally shot himself right there in the lobby. Did it right in the lobby. Yeah, but she died as well, didn't she? She's dead. She dead. And he dead. And... Uh, that's you know what there, there was a lot more probably interesting stories about murdering your whole family right uh, and uh, and the reason I picked this one is because there's a there's just an elegance to it it happens in Times Square and uh, it's in the lobby and it's that fucking weird it's this used to be a grand hotel right. and now it's like filled with psychopaths it's, right it's a it's and a homeless, homeless shelter and, basically and, and people who are sick and shit like that so not to fucking disparage it I could be living there myself someday however. I'm not now, currently, and it seems like just a really, just a, an ironic kind of moment. The 
place is like so grand. And that they fixed it up a little bit, but shit, it's still fucked up. It sounds like an episode of like like horror story, like a TV show or something. You know? Yeah, it does. And so he, he shot it right there in the lobby, and uh, and that's the end of that. This did not get a lot of votes. I will say that one. So all this is decided by fan vote. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to ask you that one shouldn't almost be nominated because that's why you say it didn't get a lot of votes because. Whole family, and it's a woman, and, but and she's pregnant. They're, and they're in a yeah, but they're in a men's, mental institution. They're in a homeless shelter. There's so many, yeah. You know, being in a mental institution, being homeless, being you know, uh, unstable mentally, all that other stuff. It, it's almost bound to happen. Where the family, the two, the the one guy Walker is is crazy. Well, here's the thing. We have to present the award for best murder of a whole family, and 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 I agree with you. You could we can juxtapose these and everything, and uh, and, and at the end of the day, only one of them is going to win. And uh, so, uh, the winner of the NYC Crime Award for best murder of a whole family goes to Officer Glenn Hockman, All retired right. White Plains cop. Yeah, clap. I'm impressed because uh, you know he, he couldn't be here to receive the award, obviously. However, his widow did come by for a photo op. Or nice. <laughs> we had a nice chat. Now, few things are more radically life-altering than losing a foot. You would know this. <laughs> to lose a foot is an almost incalculable, incalculably, calculably <laughs> disruptive, painful, and inconvenient event in a person's life. And inconvenient. Very inconvenient. <laughs> Thankfully, it's one that most of us will never encounter. For want of a foot, so much can be lost. Things like balance, a shoe. Mostly those. But other things. <laughs> those are two of the biggest. <laughs> the NY... See, Crime Report recognizes the story in which it can be most accurately said that not only was a foot lost, but that it was, in fact, the foot that was most lost in 2015. So uh, now the award for most lost foot. Most uh, lost? Is yeah, this like most percentage? Lost foot. Yeah, well, almost, like, uh, oh, you, you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay. A former NYPD cop right, slashed his ex-girlfriend to death with a machete in New Jersey. Arthur Lamondo. Yeah, he slashed his ex-girlfriend to death with a machete in New Jersey. Left her in her car, car still running when they found her, for Christ's sake. Then he came to Washington Heights, 163rd Street and Amsterdam Avenue Station, jumped in front of an oncoming A train. The A was for amputation because <laughs> he was rushed to Harlem Hospital where his legs were taken off above the knees. Both legs. Both legs. 44-year-old Arthur Lamondo, footless, after losing both feet to the A-Train. Wasn't that a movie too? Last of the Mohegans, now this? Footless. <laughs> Footloose? <laughs> oh, sorry. Footless. Was it oh, footless. footless. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kick off your Sunday shiz. There you go. Because yeah. <laughs> you got to cut loose. After losing both feet to the A-Train, he's also suing the MTA <laughs> because of everything. He's suing. First, he tried to jump. Isn't that amazing how people do things like this? Well, his story is like that. He, he had memory loss from the trauma of the event and doesn't remember what happened. So therefore, he could have slipped. He could have been pushed. He, the, the floor could have crumbled under his feet. Let, let me tell you, it's one thing to kill your family with a gun. It's like pull the trigger once and you're dead. To hack up someone with a machete is so violent, so brutal. And he hit him multiple times. That is that is horrible. I mean, you, even in the movies, you see it in the movies, it's gross. If you watch The Walking Dead and you see them hacking at like a zombie, it's fake. And you just see the blood and everything going. Real life, it's so much different. Uh, you know, I think it's a lot easier to shoot. That's a pretty... Can he win something? <laughs> oh, he might. Oh, okay. Who knows? I mean, uh, with de Blasio at the helm, 
they've been giving away a lot of uh, they, they pretty much just told the, the law department like whatever saves money go ahead don't fight anything well i was talking about your nominations can he win something for <laughs> oh he should for being footless like i say mo- mo- that the guy is definitely very um ha- has two very lost feet now a 58 year old woman lost her left foot when it was cleaved off by the southbound f train at bryant park 42nd street <laughs> another movie <laughs> fdny responded to the uh, platform at 10.02 p.m., the woman jumped in front of the train. Despite her injuries, the woman remained conscious. Now, not only failed in her apparent suicide attempt, failed to lose consciousness. That's how much she sucks at right? suicide. She, she stayed awake. Yeah. It's like, ah, I lost my foot. This hurts. Big time. Oh, oh, oh. 58 years old and just has had it. And I wonder if it was about a man, a woman, a, 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 you know, the fact that she was never a mom. Was it that she had a... a did someone? Uh, did she have a sister that was shitty to her? Did she recently lose a parent? What the fuck? Well, she's alive to ask, is she not? She is. She is alive to ask. Unfortunately, she's unidentified because they just don't identify people like this for some reason. And she was. <laughs> it's it's amazing. You have to identify yourself if you win the lotto, so everybody can come to you and ask you for money. Mm-hmm. But if you try to. Com- kill yourself and put other people in harm's way by jumping in front of a train or pushing people they can they can withhold your identity yeah well i mean let's face it we, you don't want people coming after you for <laughs> well, i don't know i mean to me if you jump in front of a train uh they yeah maybe they should maybe it should be newsworthy i don't know I... if you wind up footless um and and you don't kill yourself it's pretty embarrassing. It's it, you, you know what? It just shows that you 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 can't achieve anything in your life. Mm-hmm. You can't even kill yourself probably. Even that and you know what she probably did was as the uh, train she probably jumped at the here's here's something to remember if you if you're jumping in front of a train and you know this sure. as a New Yorker uh when you when you jump in front of a train it should be right when the train comes into the station. Right, but it's still doing 10 miles an hour. Yeah. Or yeah, or whatever 10, it's doing. 12, yeah, right. I mean, you know, if it's a long platform, it can it can be flying along, and it can't stop. Yeah, or you know, jump down into the track bed and jump in front of an express train on a on a non express stop. Maybe that would be good. Yeah, you lay across that. They'll clean you up with a hose. That, that's a <laughs> lot right. easier to clean up than this lady just yeah. losing a foot. Now they gotta right. go find digits. Yeah. You know, we can't find the pinky, sir. <laughs> oh, know? man, my favorite suicide was when the guy jumped in front of the N train over there on the Broadway stop in uh, Queens. I know a story. It's an above ground deal. And so it like squashed his legs and the shit fell down on the, on oh, the, on the, the street. street below. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can see the photos, a leg laying there. Right. That is exactly what he wanted to happen. That guy was antisocial and I respect it. Right. An elevator repairman was sentenced by a judge to three months behind bars after his botched handiwork left a woman crippled. Jason Jordan, convicted of felony assault in the first criminal conviction of its kind for this kind of a case. Very interesting. He's the first one to be convicted of felony assault for his shitty elevator repair. Uh, Deborah Jordan, no relation, wrote in her victim impact statement about the Christmas Day incident at SUNY Downstate Medical Center. She says, this incident with that elevator dragging me from the first floor to the eighth floor without stopping. Jesus causing me <laughs> rapid pains, cutting, ripping, crushing, and breaking my legs and hand was because of your negligence, lack of precaution, and you not caring about who got hurt. She's now confined to a wheelchair. So although her foot is effectively lost, of the three nominees, she is the she most likely has the least lost foot. Oh, yeah. Because she still has a foot. It's just fucked up. Right, now it's like a club foot. It's just, <laughs> It just kind of hangs there. <laughs> she just sits there in the chair going... <laughs> 
roll me over here. Right, but she can still count to 20. Yeah. She has all digits to count. Yes. They may not curl or move or be able to kick a soccer ball anymore. Just look at them and just wish. And right. <laughs> move your little toe. Yeah. Another movie. See, we keep going back. That's Uma Thurman. And, yes, and, and, uh, uh, and Kill, Kill Bill. Bill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, with her feet. That's the fourth movie reference. Not that I'm keeping tally. Let me tell you something. Quentin Tarantino has a sick foot fetish, and uh, that's up to him. Uh, if has, I had a foot fetish, I wouldn't be into like Uma Thurman's those big ugly ass toes, feet. right? Were they not the ugliest toes? You got bunions, right? Uh, she had, the second toe was longer than the first. That's always a... It's almost like, wow, you, if she had a penis, you know it would be bigger than both of ours. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And, and and I'm not entirely sure Emma Thurman doesn't have a penis. Right. <laughs> now, her uh, foot is effectively lost, as I said, so she is nominated. So the winner of the NYC Crime Award for Most Lost Foot is the unidentified 58-year-old woman at Bryant Park, 42nd really? Street. Yeah, I would have thought Arthur Lamondo would have the edge losing both feet above the knees and a murder behind him. But I think that people are reluctant to award anything to an ex-cop who killed a woman and then is suing the MTA sounds like a real dick. Well, wasn't he? He was an ex-cop. And there's a considerable amount of money in this award. Didn't they? Didn't the police department fire him for medical mental issues? Wasn't he only a cop for four or five years? And he they, wasn't a cop for very long. They they let him go for medical. He was uh, found to be mentally mentally unstable. Yeah. So they removed him because he had med- mental issues. And then he tried to sue. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, fucking. Uh, Greg, uh, Greg, Greg is the guy who's on the news. Guy. Why can I never think of that guy's name? Oh, we have Commissioner Bratton and the guy before him. Right. Uh, who was Kelly? Oh, Ray oh, Kelly. Oh. He tried to sue Ray Kelly to get back on the cops. Really? Yeah. Well, see, that's what shows you right there. He's a, suing everybody. He's suing everybody. He's crazy. Get get ready. He he should he should live now, legless above the knee, just because he killed you know a, a probably a beautiful young woman because he was crazy. She had a very nice face. Yeah, I didn't see a picture of her, but. But so he kills this woman. She has and brutally kills her. So he shouldn't win nothing. No. So we're gonna get the worst part is he might actually get awarded some money because you'll find some crazy lawyer out there that'll find a loophole. Oh yeah. I mean, look, it's not all that fucking unusual these days. They they, all they do is just like anybody who is has any case at all. You know, like it's it's the worst. Like guys who are guilty, guilty motherfuckers. Guilty. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You're Otto and George. Remember Otto and George. Guilty. Guilty. I've never heard. Black guy, I, I, guilty. I, I, remember Otto and George? Oh my God! And he died of crack. Uh, well, he he died of um, meningitis. He was a, he was it? Yeah, he was Did a, he? he was a drug addict, but he was clean for a little while. He he got meningitis up in Canada on a gig, and came home and just never really fully recouped. What the fuck? From men- and uh, lying down on his couch in his house with his girlfriend. She was cooking dinner, and he died on his couch. Now, meningitis is like some kind of like again. What is that? Is it something you catch off of fucking like comedy condos or he, something? Well, he I'm was scared. in. He was doing a show up in in Canada. He was up in, and he picked up meningitis where it hospitalized. It's something him you catch there. off Canada. Yeah, don't go to Canada, damn Canadians. <laughs> Canadian meningitis. I was in Frenchtown last night, but that was New Jersey. Now the uh, Good Citizen Award. We present the Good Citizen Award to somebody whose citizenship is. Uh, most of these awards are ironic. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, here we go with the first nominee for Good Citizen Award. And and I tell you, the New York City Crime Reports, boy, this, this mom uh, was present for uh, the rape of her eight-year-old uh, child. She took the stand against oh, her accused. Yes. Yeah, so the mother of an eight-year-old rape victim, right? Eight-year-old rape victim. Those are words that should not even go together. Took the stand against the accused predator, who was her ex and testified that she was in the room during the attack. The 40-year-old mom was in the bed in a Howard Beach motel. Now say it with me, hot sheets. 
Hot, hot sheets. sheets. Yes. Now, the woman said she didn't contact police because she didn't want to get in trouble, which, coincidentally, that's the same reason her ex didn't contact police. <laughs> Isn't that funny? They did something wrong and they didn't want to contact the police. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hmm, they might mind if we do this. She's a strong entry for Good Citizen Award. Oh, that, that she deserves a good. Well, I, I, there's another one, right? That might be a little bit better than her, but well, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's a pretty good strong nominee. Now, a Brooklyn woman pleaded guilty to recruiting underage girls. So it's a Brooklyn woman pleading guilty to recruiting underage girls, and we're talking less than fourteen. Some of these girls to prostitute themselves as sex parties. Um, I can't imagine the evil. Of, a, of somebody who's like, hey, let's uh, get some children together to prostitute themselves. Well, she told them they could make $800 a night, perform strip teases, and have sex with men. She admitted in court she used Facebook to communicate with the victims. <laughs> Isn't Facebook great? <laughs> yeah, friend request. Uh, <laughs> I tell you, it's such I mean, a fucking evil thing. Yeah, but that one... They were asking. They didn't force anybody to what it says. If you read that article, they didn't force anybody. They were re recruiting, and they used money as the uh, catalyst, and young girls were coming to them, I believe. I don't think they yeah, were being... Yeah, but I mean... Listen, it, it's terrible, but it's not, you know, like laying there watching your man rail at your eight-year-old child on the bed. But you know something? You're right about that. It's not as bad as that. I don't think it's as bad as that, but it's a number of them. You know what I mean? Like right. how many lives were ruined? And think about some of the dirtbags who are going to come into a situation of a sex party, and, and it's like, do you got anybody under 13? Right, right. You got anybody under, right. Oh, wow, is she 12? What the fuck is that guy going to be like? Right. There's a place to go if you want that. It's called Dominican Republic. Yeah. And, <laughs> and by the way, uh, it's, it's still possible to get caught. You know, we're, legally, we can't do that. We have to follow the rules of America. Right. Everywhere we go. So if you're going to, you know, like fucking what, the, the Thailand or some shit, and you're going to fuck an 11-year-old boy, bad news. It's still illegal. <laughs> I don't know if it's illegal. It's, it's it illegal. A, it's a blue law. No. <laughs> well, if uh, yeah, if you get caught, just tell them Craig said it was okay. Right, right, right. See, because uh, I was there. I was in Patio Beach a long time ago when I was in the Navy, and uh, you can't tell from the age of about fifteen to fifty. You can't tell how old the Thai folk are, or the Filipinos, the women there. There, it's there's a thirty year age gap there where you really can't identify the proper age. That is a that's a big gap. It is a huge gap, but then overnight it seems like they hit that wall, boy, and you could tell uh, <laughs> somewhere in the late fifties, early sixties, you wake up and you're like, ah, who are you, and what did you do to the woman that was in my bed? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's me. I love you still. Yeah, it happens <laughs> overnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah your your own grandmother for Christ's sake. Right, right, right. I have never had sex with anybody in a foreign country that I didn't travel there with. Oh, really? See, yeah. I, being in the military, I I only had sex with people that I paid for uh, <laughs> in most countries. I, I never I never had a prostitute in the United States. I always I always just, you know, did whatever, you know, normal stuff. Yeah, buy but, them drinks. But yeah, 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 yeah. Roofies, yeah. club them over the head, drag them into the car. Yeah. But uh, no, but in, when you're in the military, you go to these towns and they expect it. You know, they they uh, they have a couple of volunteers from each village to go out and make money while the... Where the round eyes are in. Oh, yeah, sure. Volunteers. Hey, yeah, like the local villages are poor. So you get two or three girls go out when the ships pull in, and they do they, they work with a mama-san for a couple of weeks. 
they may make two, three hundred bucks. That might be for the whole village for months, keeping the village going. For oh yeah, because because like a kid could eat for seventy eight cents a month. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, you seen the commercials? Yeah. yeah for Sally's, the price of a cup of coffee, right. you can get anal. Sally, right. right. That's kind of the way it is. Jesus. Sally Struthers taught us that a long time ago. My me? <laughs> so do they say me so horny there? Oh, is that where they say that? The the whole hey Joe, you buy me drink? All real. Mm-hmm. I used to have a T-shirt and a hat. It said. Uh, I love you long time, buy your own fucking drink, is what the hat said. And the, sh- and the shirt was a matching hat and shirt. But yeah, they would, they would like, like say in the Philippines at the time, they, they used pesos. It was like, when I was there, it was 20 pesos to the dollar. Uh, and a drink for a guy was 8 to 10 pesos. A drink for a girl was 80 to 100 pesos. So our drink was 40 cents, 50 cents. Their drinks were five bucks. Oh, for the for the ladies, which which sounds like nothing, but it's that well, compared when you, when you know you're just getting butt fucked for it. You're like, well, oh, come on, you, no when fair. You can buy a lady for the evening for five to ten dollars. You know, uh, yeah, Ooh, five bucks yeah. for one drink is like, well, I don't I don't need to get her drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but let's just go do what we got to do. I All could right. save money on the alcohol. Yeah, Jesus, that's like. Uh, unnecessary. Uh, you know, like if you if you get a whore, you're not going to take her to Applebee's. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. You just got to take don't her back feed to the her room. first. Yeah. So. Uh, these women now, um, you, you you really did go to uh, a lot of these prostitutes in the Philippines. That's all. Uh, that's all they offer. You know, it's not like you're going out to stay with a family. You know, <laughs> it wasn't like dial a sailor, uh, which they did have in Australia, uh, which was different. But uh, uh, yeah, all these other countries were. Uh, you know, it was just. And how is it? How's the pussy? I mean, is it? Uh... Uh, it was. It was amazing. Yeah. I, I used to do a bit on stage about. The, I mean, for five bucks. Yeah. Well, listen, five bucks to them is a hundred. Yeah. You know, they, they. I I had girls that I knew guys that when I was over there, one guy got a girl for the. We were there for a month in the Philippines for a bunch of bananas. He gave her a, a bunch of bananas. And she was his. He gave her other things over the years. Oh, you're, you're, you're calling dollars bananas, I see. No, no, no. I'm calling bananas bananas. No oh. lie. Legitimately had a big bunch of bananas. This guy's a grocer. Bo- <laughs> yeah. This he guy's Donkey pro- Kong. In the produce department. Uh, totally. Yeah, Mario coming in with a bunch of bananas. Oh, for crying out loud. And uh, he was a little old. I was only 18 or 19 at the time. He was probably about 26. It was his third or fourth time in the Philippines. He knew the. He knew his way around. At that point, he's just trying to see what else uh, they'll fuck for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, remember I, I, a guy was in the fucking military, and he said he would like take a. He was in Panama or some shit. He said they love fried chicken, and he would put like a wing on a fucking end of a hook and like throw it over a fucking railing and just <laughs> pull you know, up a woman to see if he could pull up a woman. <laughs> I have a feeling that was a tall tale, you know, but it's still it's a good imagery kind of thing. But it was kind of it's that simple in mm-hmm. a lot of these countries, especially when we come in. They know we have money. They they know they're gonna make money, and so they gotta sacrifice and do something. Uh, you know, a little different or dirty while we're there. They don't care because no, most of us aren't trying to hurt them or take advantage of them. We're just horny young guys with cash. Yeah, yeah, and it, it doesn't take all that much to be a lot. No, sounds not. so interesting. So these women here uh, on Facebook, you have a little less sympathy for. They're not eight, but they know what they're doing well enough. They're they're making a they're at least making an, an affirmative step to come into the deal. And I see your point. Right, right, right. right. But so, they are young now. A, a registered sex offender who worked as a personal trainer threw his dog <laughs> down a trash compactor and threw his cat out of a seventeenth floor window. The cat named Monkey was found behind the Bay Club in Bayside. Uh, Howard Lawrence the senior director of the ASPCA anti-cruelty group said tossing an animal away like garbage is an unthinkable act. This should never, yeah, and I agree, this should never be done until it's, until the until the animal has sat alone in a shelter for three weeks right, and, and we'll, failed to have been adopted. Yeah, Then we'll inject it. And once the animal's gone through all the cycles of fear, depression, panic, loneliness, and despair, and it's proven to be completely unwanted by another living soul, then and only then may it be exterminated. 
<laughs> and finally, respectfully, <laughs> thrown into an incinerator like garbage. Right. It's uh, I just don't really give a shit about animal stories. You know what I mean? Like, I think the guy is definitely a bad citizen or a good wins the Good Citizen Award. He's a registered sex offender, a personal trainer. He's already on his way. Dog down trash compactor, cat out the window. The cat did not land on his feet. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief. Not every single time. I and guess. and you know what? It may have landed on its feet, but the speed that it picked up, if it picked up maximum velocity, the feet then exited through its ass. And, you know, so we don't know unless we had a video of that. Yeah, I but, wish we did. But you know what I say about guys like this? And not just me, but he's a sex offender, so he's already a scumbag. Yeah, and now he killed one animal. Went to and, kill and another. Is, and, and it's not like one of these sex offender things. Like, like, oh, he got caught pissing outside, or he was uh, no, when he, he drugged was, a girl or something. He didn't drugged he? a fifteen-year-old girl and sexually assaulted her. Right, and now he's killing animals. What's next, people? Yeah, he's a bad person. They, they often say that uh, 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 serial killers, things like that, start with mm-hmm. uh, animals, and once they can kill a couple of animals and they get that under their belt, they move up to humans. So this guy's just a piece of shit that needs I, to go uh, away. And I never. Uh, and, and which which kind of makes you think about people who are exterminators. Uh, yeah, you never thought of it that <laughs> Potential way. Potential mass murderers. Yeah, there you go. I uh, think those animals, that's different. It's not cute. If you kill a cute animal, if you kill a rat, you're okay. Right. I tried, I shot a squirrel one time, and I hate squirrels. I mean, like, you know how they get into the fucking house and shit. We had sure. a really bad one time. So I thought I carried over all that squirrel hatred. I shot one in my mom's yard, and uh, I was in my 30s. I, fucking, I felt awful. The thing didn't die right away. I had right. to come up close and watch it, like gasping for breath, you know, and right. thinking it's going to, he's trying to get to the end of the yard, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. Where, where are you going? You're dead. Right. Yeah, I felt terrible. I did that to a chipmunk. I was upstate and shooting twenty twos with my buddy, and I, and I you know, was shooting a target, and it was a chipmunk. So I shot the chipmunk because I seen him running around. Yeah. And a little tiny thing, and I hit him, so I was all excited that I hit this tiny little thing moving. Mm-hmm. But then it ran into the hole under the tree, and because I, I wanted to go kill it or see if it was dead. And it ran into where it lived, and I know it just went in there and died. Mm-hmm. And I felt horrible. Like, here I am. Like, like I went from the, the mighty hunter to this bubbling pussy. Yeah, and you can hear almost, it. You hear it. You hear like, it ru- it ru- yeah, it runs into its hall and the family goes, oh my God. Yeah, you hear them all screaming. What happened to you? Adios mios. <laughs> I, like, I was like, it was a Mexican uh, chipmunk. I was like, uh, but you know, but yeah, it went into like its family and its little babies had to watch it die and then they probably had to eat it to survive. Yeah, and they got, <laughs> we had to eat our father's corpse. To get out. He yeah. was blocking the tunnel, that he, fat bastard. He was blocking the tunnel and we he, we had to go to work. We have jobs. This, uh, yeah, the, and they gasped for breath that's the thing watching a, watching a little animal gasp for breath now one time i lived in a place that had like there were rats around i mean a big ugly rats in tennessee and uh i'll be goddamned if somebody didn't settle they turned on a lawnmower and it chased a rat like up through the floor of the porch and it and it hit a trap we had a big rat trap there right I didn't know this was going to happen. You know what I mean? It wasn't like a trap that we'd all like devised. Like, you start the lawnmower. And you know. right. it, so, just worked. it was a, a series of events. That- and then the, there he is in the trap. And so I had the stepladder. It was my dad's stepladder from, I mean, like, I don't know, the 70s or some shit. It was big wooden. Wooden ladder. <laughs> With paint of many colors on I it. I from- picked it up over my head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> paint covering it. And I slammed the foot of the ladder onto this rat. You know what I mean? As hard right. as I could. And didn't impact its motion at all. It's still bouncing around the track. Hit it again, again, nothing. And I hit it again and again and again. I hit that rat probably 25 times as hard as I could with a big, heavy, probably 30-pound, 40-pound wood ladder. You broke the ladder over the The ladder broke. And (laughs) 
that rat was liquefied oh. and still flopping around. Wow. Liquefied. Those things are supernatural. And that's a Tennessee rat. That's <laughs> well, not that's even what it one was. of these. It was a redneck rat. You can't just kill them off like that. <laughs> it needed, like, you should have hit it with some moonshine or something and drunk it up first or something. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. You know, it's funny you say that. Like, we, I grew up on Staten Island, but we used to trap. My brother, uh, my, na- my next door neighbor was a trapper, muskrats, things like that, black squirrels, you know, for the pelts. And because it, whoa, yeah, Staten Island is a different place. Shaolin, <laughs> it was. You yeah. guys are down there. That's you, right. You say my neighbor was a trapper. He trapped for the pelts. I, it's I just like what? I grew like up frontier in, shit. I, it was. It, we, they called it the sticks. I grew up in Tottenville in, in Staten Island, the furthest out, all the way by the outer bridge. I still Tottenville. live. I still live in that town now. Uh, since then, you know, like Brooklyn moved in. They're all million dollar homes and everything else. But we had a lot of woods. We had a lot of creeks, swamps. Uh, I grew up playing like army in the woods until I was like 15. The only difference was we went from fake guns to BB guns when you got older, you know, and <laughs> yeah. not another bright thing to do, but so anyway, your neighbor, so I was like nine or 10 years old. My brother's six years older than me. So he was 15, 16 neighbors, a little older than him used to go, uh, trapping. So me and my brother went and got our small game trapping licenses and bought these 1100 series killer traps. They snapped the necks of muskrats and stuff. So we went to this creek and we set them all up on this creek and we went back the next day to check and a possum was in the trap. Way too big for this trap, but it was a kill, it's called a killer trap. It, it goes through the neck. They put their head through the trap to get the food in the hole and it snaps their neck, but not a possum. This thing was freaking huge. So it was alive with this thing around his neck going crazy oh yeah he's wearing yeah. it like a choker so very much like you my brother had a three-quarter inch oak walking staff that he my brother thought he was like Kane from kung fu or something like that you know big chuck norris fan still is so he used to always walk with this walking stick he beat this thing <laughs> over and just like you when you were just as, saying it, this as old, kane would oh right as, right 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 uh, i was snatching the pebble and he was beating the possum uh-huh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a sexual act, but <laughs> what are you doing? It's called beating the possum. I was beating the possum yeah, all uh, night. Possum in a goon bush. Goo, goo, goo. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the killer trap. Yeah. I had to do something. Right, but it, because this thing was around its neck, you couldn't open it and let the thing free. It would have ripped your hand off. It was being violent and trying to pull away. And... Was it was it attached to anything, like a chain or something? Yeah, it was on a chain, and it was uh, like either staked into the ground or, or attached to the tree. or It was something where the thing couldn't get away. It was on a chain, and it was walking around with this thing on its neck, but you can't now get this thing off of its neck without, you know, this was 1978, 79 maybe. It was, you know, what are you going to do, tranquilize it, you know? You know? Uh-huh. So he just started hitting. He thought two or three shots, and it would kill it. He broke the oak staff on this thing and just had to keep beating it until it died. So that we never went trapping after that. Like <laughs> I never shot a chipmunk after I shot that as a teenager because I felt so guilty. To this day, you're saying like you're still remorseful. Yeah, I'm still remorseful. My brother's still remorseful about that stupid possum. I, when a possum has rabies, it's like a zombie possum. Right. Just out to infect other people, other animals. <laughs> right. Sounds know. like a movie. Look, zombie possum. I hope Greg Nicotero isn't listening right I now. I can't believe Staten Island was so like fucking trapping for pelts. Yeah, you got we, your small game trapping yeah, license. Yeah, that is. We, we, Small. Did you guys get, go gigging for uh, crawdads and shit like that? <laughs> no, yeah. no, I'm not sure what a crawdad is. A crawdad yeah. is like a, it's a shellfish, but it's like oh, a shellfish oh. that lives in a ditch. Right, no, but we had them. Anybody who eats that is a fucking uh, disgusting... Uh, Staten Island is, uh, the, the clamors all still come from Long Island and everything. They come to Staten Island to get all the clams. It was a, a the seabed. The Ku Klux band. clams? Uh, yeah, Ku Klux clams, that's right. They were all white. <laughs> they wore little hoods. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and burned various things in people's yards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 
Incredible. Well, shellfish do uh, hate Jews. You know, yeah, right. I think yeah. everybody does, unfortunately. Oh Sorry, Jewish people. But I have a, I have a, my Loigren. dog. Loigren, classic German. Get it in there. Hey, we all do. Yeah. Sorry, Jews. Anyway. Sorry, Jews. I don't mean to be talking bad. Anyway, I feel bad about that possum. And Loigren's Swedish, so, you know, we're kind of. Well, uh, this guy who uh, threw his fucking cat out the window, threw his dog in the garbage, wow. was a registered sex offender. He was a. Uh, like I said, a, a personal trainer. Well, the winner, and, and let's go over the, the nominees once more uh, for Good Citizen Award. We have Mom present for the rape of, of an eight-year-old. We have Tatiana Daniel, who is a 21-year-old woman who helped recruit young children, young girls for sex parties. And boy, oh boy, wouldn't it be fun to go to one of those parties? Tatiana, and just to watch. <laughs> and then, She's and then Michael her. Hutchinson, who is uh, the bastard. And so the winner of wasn't the he end- the lead singer to Insync or something? I mean, not Insync. I mean, yeah, in excess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He eventually was uh, <laughs> hung himself like in a, Australia yeah. in a closet. Yeah, while he was jerking off. Right, yeah, right, right, right. Auto erotic. Throwing a dog out the of window. The only thing apparently. more embarrassing than killing yourself with auto erotic asphyxiation is, is killing yourself <laughs> just regular jerking off. It's like I'm just masturbating. That's why I was always afraid to use like one of those pumps that you put in, that you plug into the wall. If I get electrocuted, you're gonna be found with a pump on your penis. Now what is dead. it? Uh, yeah, to pump the fucking jizz out of your like like, like yeah like one of these electric uh, like uh, like the flashlight or flash flashlight or whatever you know. I had one of those one time. Did you? I never. I'm His name f- Karen. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> plug her in. Now okay, so winner of the NYC it's... Crime Report, uh, Good Citizen Award goes to Mom. President of the rape of her eight-year-old there daughter. Yeah, she and, should. What a piece of shit. And this could have gone to any of the nominees, but that is a tremendous, a tremendous showing for her. Just a second, before we get out of here, because I know nobody's listening anymore. They've already people have, have have shut this podcast down a long, long time ago. The MTA knew for years that this new Hudson Yard seven train terminal had serious leak issues. Uh, they couldn't fix the problem, so they opened the damn thing. I know two point four billion dollars to open. And have you been to the station? No, but I will be, be in fun. a little while. I'm looking forward to it. I've seen pictures of it. I've seen video. You know, yeah, two and a half billion dollars for them to not get it right. Head builder Yonkers Contracting, as far back as 2011, said there's water in the under construction station. And on the far west side, there's there's five escalators. Two of them are down. In 2014, uh, the the contractors uh, it says it sued the companies that had hired to they, to lay down the concrete, the waterproofing, claiming that they had uh, botched the job on their repairs. So, the whole damn thing is just dead on arrival, and it's so disappointing because this station has been uh, under uh, Bloomberg. Man, he I remember Bloomberg in 2012 was going like, "We're going to open this thing. It's going to be uh, it's going to be amazing." Yeah, and then <laughs> fucking did not even open until until. Uh, the other guy came along. And opened under with, with all these issues. And, mm-hmm. you know, the only way to really fix leaks is not from the inside. It's from the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a leak on your house. You don't patch it on the inside. The water just pushes a fine. They'll move to another place and come through. You got to go on the outside and 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 seal it from the, you know, from the outside in. You, you know, you can't put your finger in the dam, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Because then, if I can, what happens? The house fills up with water. Right. It'll find water, water finds another place to go. Yeah, you got it. And next thing you know, the whole goddamn thing's going to crumble down. And the pressure will blow out. Yeah. You know, you've seen, you seen uh, was it Force 10 from Navarro when they blew up the bridge? Yeah. That's what's going to happen. That well, I exactly. hope that doesn't happen tonight when we go down I hope not to the Hudson Yards. This will be very interesting. I haven't been to the station yet. I've been looking forward to it. And uh, here's the other thing. If you would like to come and see me April 13th at Caroline's, you want to come and be on that show? I'd love it. April 13th at Caroline's. Craig Loigren, 
uh, 7.30 show, Caroline's Comedy Club, Caroline's on Broadway. Now it's uh, me hosting. Me, That's the way I'm talking now. It's me hosting. And uh, a lot of comedians, music, and fun. There'll be a saxophone player at least. Maybe we'll put a band together. You know, we had a... Who's the guy on New York one we had? Um... I'm just terrible with remembering names or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm but not he, sure. He's the guy he, who he reports from. Yeah, he, no, he's not normally. He's he's just like a reporter for New York One. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But he he's, <laughs> he, he was there. He came and sat in on drums one night. It was awesome. Oh, it doesn't cool. matter. And everybody shut the shit off a long time ago. So did, did you ever notice did, did all the reporters on New York One are like they're like the island of misfit toys? Their hair's always fucked up. That you know their eyes are always a little bloodshot. The makeup's not quite right. There's that one brought on there that had cancer that survived. Her hair is a disaster every time. It, it looks like someone was just banging her in the back. Like they just finished having <laughs> sex. They're like, oh wait, it's time for the news, and they're fixing their tie as they go out. Oh, man, she's you probably know? like, you only live once, right? Right, right. YOLO, YOLO. Yeah, I'm, I'm got cancer. Like, yeah, fucking. Yeah, you yeah, want to yeah, ream yeah. me before I go? Right. Now, uh, I think Pat Kiernan always looks great, though. Yeah, well, Pat Kiernan he, very well put together. That's because he's got his other show on uh, like 970 or something, like or 790 or whatever. Right? Some respectable station. Yeah, yeah. And then radio. He's got his radio show. There's a woman who is African American who looks like uh, like a 50 year old beat up hooker. Right. To me. And the that. one eye looks a little bit to the left. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> She's got that one roaming eye. It's always like, are you talking to me, honey, or the guy next to me? I don't and, know. And I'm... yet, those are the people I like. I prefer that. Right. I prefer... Roger Clark is the name of the guy. Roger uh, Clark. The Roger white Clark. guy? Yeah, he came uh, and yeah, sat yeah. on drums. And, uh, and he's a great guy. He's actually, Roger Clark is fun. Yeah. He's 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 a fun guy. Like, he always does, like, like Coney Island reporting. He's like, I'm waiting for the bar to open. <laughs> like, yeah. he's always, he's like that guy. What a cool dude, man. His his yeah. wife is also uh, Southern, and so, like, we had some stuff to talk about. He he knew Mandy, news for Mandy Stamiller from back when she was doing some stand-up and was trying to be the funniest reporter in town and stuff like that. Really? Like, yeah. The, uh, the, so, it's like a, I don't know, it, it was cool to see them reconnect. Although, to say, Roger Clark... He's kind of all business, man. He sets up his drums, plays, and leaves. Fucking takes off. It's like, see you later. And he's a good guy. But uh, he's he's all biz. I hope and he comes down again, man. Maybe he will. But we'll try to get him down uh, April 13th. So April 13th, Caroline's on Broadway, and I'm hosting it. Desperation tonight. I'll be on stage the whole time. It's a weird <laughs> show. Stay up there, and just like, uh, you never know what might happen. But where, you know, that's it's tonight? Where within tonight? certain fucking. Where am I tonight? I'm at Broadway Comedy Club tonight. Ooh. Broadway Comedy Club, owned by Al Martin. I was there last oh, night. No. I talked to uh, Wally Collins and nice. did a little interview with him. I did a little interview, believe it or Funny not, with guy. Chris Murphy. I said, let's interview Chris Murphy about being a pretzel guy. I should throw that <laughs> on this podcast, you know? Oh, boy, they get long, these Murph. podcasts. I tell you, I miss uh, doing the show. I hope um, that you guys are back and I'm back. I'm just rambling, and you guys... I, see, this is the thing. Once they turn it off, I feel free to... All right, that's that's the fucking timer right there. Is, uh, that horn was the timer? Says, yeah, it says it's time to go. That just means you need to move up a couple of flights, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get about five or six flights up, that doesn't bother you anymore. Yeah, I'm the smallest room in New York City. You know, uh, i got to get my trapper's license, and uh, i got to get... We'll, my... go, we'll go trapping. An oak stick. We need a three-quarter oak staff. Oh, no, you know what? It didn't work. We should get a old wood ladder. <laughs> yeah. That, that might beat the animals. Eventually that worked. Yeah. Man, there, I, bet, I bet you there's a possum down there the size of a fucking dog. Uh, a oh, fucking yeah. large dog. It, it, you know, it's funny. I, I do a uh, I do a internet radio show. Oh, you do? Uh, What's yeah, it called? It's called the Testosterone Show. Okay, great. And I would love to have you on, but it's in, I do it out of New Jersey. It's, uh-huh. it's in a guy's 
instead of me doing you know like this, I, I go to a, a place and it's the second floor. I always say live from the second floor of an aluminum shed because you keep uh, saying the tiniest place. Uh, you know, it's like the same thing. Cause and, it's, and, uh, and did you do like chin ups the whole time? The things. Uh, uh, well, no, it's, it's got a little angled A frame ceiling and stuff in it. So if you walk down the center, you're okay. But you know, as the as you walk left or right. And the, the roof is peaked. There are many marks for people's heads. Oh, man. That was my first apartment back in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It was $200 a month right across the street from campus, and it smelled like rotten egg farts. But God damn it, it was yeah. home until it got condemned. Uh, but you could only stand up straight in the middle, man. Right. Yeah, because it was like st- uh, that stupid uh, AA ceiling. And so right. now you do this show. It's called... It's the, on Hamilton the, Radio. Hamilton Radio. Yeah, what is dot that? Com. It's an internet radio show okay, yeah. channel. It's a pretty cool place. It's uh, they got three channels. One runs comedy all the time. Mm-hmm. The other two, one runs independent music and all classic music and one is uh talk talk shows and that's you and that's me the and a lot of a lot of comics have have shows like uh, johnny watson i don't know if you know johnny watson he's a jersey-based comic has his own show and buddha do you know buddha the comedian oh man you, you're talking about names that float around on the periphery of right. my of the scenes that i know about kevin you know, in israel new york, in new york city it's like that there's scenes that just expand and expand and like it, it's, it's really nuts you don't really realize it until you're here well see me because i came to the city for so many years I had like the best of both worlds. I'm a road comic and make a somewhat of a living, not really a living, but I make money. Mm-hmm. And then I used to <laughs> come to the city. So I know all the guys, all the old timers from up here, you know, I, so it's nice to know both. Cause you talk to some of these guys that are in Jersey and Pennsylvania and they don't come to Manhattan. So they don't know the Manhattan scene. Yeah. It's weird. They're there. You know, there's a whole, there's so much around. And, and, and so like, I'm trying to think of the guy that I knew it was like, um, he would come and, and he was, a Long Island guy. I think he got married out there. Mark Riccadonna. Do you know Mark? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah Mark, Mark Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he's one of those kind of guys. A right. Pennsylvania guy. But he comes up to New York and you see him around and, and it's like, these guys are, are there. Right, because I, I work with him on the road and right, but we both come, you know, you come here so you get this feel and this vibe mm-hmm. and then you go out and do your thing on the road. You go out and, and yeah, you do Ohio someplace. And yeah, yeah, you know, like like last night I was in a little town in Frenchtown, New Jersey. And, uh, How was that? Where, where it, were you, you know in Frenchtown? It was, I was, it was a great, I was with uh, Doug Carf. I don't know if you know Doug Carf. Doug Carf, are you kidding? Yeah, you know Doug, right? Doug's funny. Yeah, but. he sounds funny. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, the, the, who books that? Is uh, all I got to say. Another comic, Rocco Romeo was his oh. name. And uh, real his real name, too. It sounds like a stage name, but it's not. Rocco Romeo. Rocco Romeo. Nice guy. And uh, uh, we were out. It was a bar with a back room, nice stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, people they had a laugh. Uh, the sound is good. The show is good. Hundred people, hundred ten people in the room, and uh, just rocked. It was it's, great. It's kind of a perfect number. And and you know it, when you do shows like that, like people don't understand. Like I'm a I, I spent five six years coming to the city three days a week, you know four days a week trying to earn my keep up here. And then you go on the road, and you know you hear you make it twenty twenty five bucks. You go on the road, you start making two three four times that, even more than that, and you're getting a half hour. Then you're getting forty five minutes, and you're headlining. You're doing an hour. So that's what next you, thing you know, a hundred and fifty. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> but but no, you know, you can make a, some money on the road. You're not going to be. I say it all the time. I'm not going to be famous, but I'm going to be the funniest guy in that Piscataway VFW, man. I tell uh, you, those vets are going to be laughing. They're going to love me. Yeah, that's saying a lot too, because like, there's funny comics who work that shit, and I am one of them. I like to work that kind of stuff. I like to work like firehouses. Right, I, I love I, firehouses. I, I love do, cop shows. That's what I did last week. Was a firehouse. I I do probably fifty firehouses a year. I did a fireman's event, and uh, I, my favorite thing uh, when I when it was this big fireman's event, I go, uh, 
Hello, and I just want to say uh, thank you for having me here, uh, and uh, pleased to be here to entertain the Vulcan Society. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Everybody's looking for their lava rocks. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So different, but you know, the, it's, man, what a world we live in now. Oh, it just seems like it's so racially charged all the time. Everywhere you go, I don't know, I'll, I'm going to vote. I'm, I'm going to. There's still so much time. It, and this is a point that Kumia made. I was listening to him. You know, like, like we're the talking about the, we're talking about the fucking election, like it's happening now, and it's very immediate, you know, and it's right. all happening. And this is the most involved I've ever seen people get in the like fucking earlier stages of the election. Right. For Christ's sake, think about the Fourth of July. You got to go through all that. You got to the whole summer the parties. Like, <laughs> right, spring is the fireworks yet. We oh, have a few days for spring. A whole summer's worth of shit. You know, it's like slow down. Well, spring's tomorrow, I believe. Today or tomorrow, T- uh, Monday. Oh, this the starts twenty first, right? Twenty to twenty first is the official start of groping season here in New York City. Oh, groping! Have you yes. noticed the fucking ass? Oh my god, it's ridiculous! Uh, it's I, just a feast for the eyes. For I, me, it's all eye candy. I I uh, I hurt my neck, like you said, you were having a problem holding your head up. I I was having a problem looking straight ahead on the ferry on my way in here tonight. It was uh, there was you know a nice day, and a lot of the ladies shed some of the outer layers. Yeah, and it's tough, you know, when you're sitting there and you and there's six thousand people on a floating. Boat coming across from Staten Island, and it's half hard. of them don't speak English. Hard to just not start fucking yeah. all them, right? I started, I started looking uh, for Tatiana. I was like, Tatiana, are you here? Do you have any fourteen-year-olds here? I'm, Tatiana, I'm throwing a party. Come here, <laughs> bring, bring her. I'm throwing a party. I, I like know. her. You can hire a few ladies. No for pubic me. hair. I don't like a pubic hair. <laughs> no grass on the infield. <laughs> no playing ball. No. Bring her. <laughs> I'm gonna. Die. That's gonna be my new podcast voice. Nice. All right. Well, <laughs> this shit is over. Craig Lawyer, and where we find your show? Uh, you can find me on HamiltonRadio.com. You can find me on Facebook, Craig Lawyer, Instagram, and Twitter, Comedian Craig L. One you want to hire the fucking guy? He's really fucking funny. I've known him for a long time, Craig yeah. Lloyd Grin. Uh, thank you, thank you. And uh, I'm hoping, and don't take this wrong, that you might look at my sink. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will on the way out. This is why people book me all the time. I, uh, the first time I got a call from like a like a famous guy, like you know that I was friends with and stuff, and I was like, "Wow, they're calling me for a gig," you know? And they're like, "Hey, it was Judah Freelander." He calls me. I'm like, "Ah, Judah Freelander's calling me. This is exciting." And I'm like, "Hey, Judah, how are you?" Like, I'm set, ready to say I'm available whenever you want me. He's like, "Hey, my toilet's not working right. Can you come up to Queens and help me out?" And sure enough, I'm like, "Okay." Yeah, the yeah. toilet's not working, dude. So. Yeah. yeah, right, right. Just like, yeah, dude, the world champions toilet. It's right, not working. right, right. I took, I took the biggest ultimate shit. I, 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 I clogged my shit was so uh, amazing. I, sh- I clogged my toilet and the neighbors. I clogged up the whole building's toilets. Right, right. All of Queens world, is shut down right my now. World champion turd. Yeah. I love right. Judith, man. He's, He's the amazing. Best. Yeah. But yeah, so I was all excited that he called me, thinking he was gonna book me for a gig, and he was calling me to fix. It's gonna be one thing, Craig. Every time I call you, it's gonna be straight up to fucking talk about New York City crime. I'll tell you that. Right. Every Except damn that time that your uh, your radiator was leaking and banging. <laughs> Sounded like a fucking. It sounded like an orangutan beating on it with a femur. That was like seven years ago. That sounded like a like a like a chimp and a fucking barbell. (laughs) Thank you one more time, Craig Loigre. Thank you, brother. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report.
<laughs> Just don't tell anybody. No. Yeah, no, I'm afraid of it. Everybody wants your shit. Always. You're afraid of it? Yeah, it pills you. I like things too much. I have too much of an addicting personality. I'm a, mm. I fear uh, going over, but like where I live, it's all, everybody's uh, pill heads. They're all, they're all on like, uh, what, oxy and shit? Yeah, oxy is the, 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 the drug of love in my neighborhood. No kidding. Yeah. The, the, well, I live in Staten Island. The, the South Shore, Richmond, the South Shore of Richmond, Staten Island, Staten, which is Staten Island, Richmond is the borough's name. Yeah. Uh, is the, uh, Wait, Richmond Ox- is the borough's name? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, like Staten Kings, Island Brooklyn is, is Kings County, yeah, yeah. Queens is Queens. Queens, right. Manhattan is Manhattan County. And, and Staten Island, and the Bronx, I think is the Bronx. And, and, and Staten Island is Richmond. Yeah. Bro- Brooklyn and Staten Island, are, uh, Brooklyn is Kings. Yeah. And Staten Island is Richmond. The only two that are different. Yeah, so Richmond County. In, so you live in Richmond. Yeah, well, Staten Island, Richmond County. But uh, that's like the, there's a, a whole series of banks, the Richmond County Saving Banks, Savings Banks. And now, don't you, uh, like, I, I always thought when I think of um, Oxy, that's like, like, what do you call it? Uh, fucking, what am I trying to say? Long Island. Long yeah. Island has a big, has a big Oxy. No, I, I, Staten Island has the, is the capital of the country, I believe. The South Shore of Richmond, the South Shore of Staten Island, is the Oxy capital. They did a show on, uh, on Discovery Channel on it, based on it. Well, sometimes I take oh oxy. I, I hear music. My phone. Yeah. And, and the kid who was just calling me, if you ever had a, a show that you wanted to do regularly and you needed that Mike Puschetti sidekick kind of, that was the guy right there, Mikey Blonde. He moved down to Florida. I wish he was still around. He would have so been my Mike Puschetti. Really? Yeah, just to pick on, like, like not pick on, but, you know, talk to and fuck with. Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, Puschetti's responses are going to, okay, you know, thank, thank, oh, you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. He's quick. Well, if I was in the Revolutionary War, yeah. <laughs> that's what he say? I don't even know. I tell you, I, it, it's, it's been a long time since I've seen him on stage, but I think like I, he used to just walk back and forth and he would kind of like do his Oh, still like does that. this. Yeah. Oh, th- thank you. Thank you. Yeah. One of his mar- many quirks. And, and, and yet he seems to have grown into kind of a, a, like a, a different personality, like a little more confident, a little more assured. Like, a, I, like he, he's done movies, for Christ's sake. He played a waiter in that, in that uh, Sylvester Stallone movie. Right, and then he was uh, he, he was a Jewish, uh, he was a Hasidic in uh, very small part, but very recognizable. You see his face in uh, The Family. The Family? Uh, what uh, is The Family? The one with uh, De Niro when they go on the Witness Protection Program. And, no uh, way. Jimmy Palumbo, the, com- the comedian uh, and actor. Jimmy Palumbo is the mafia guy. How have I not heard of this? Is it a, is it a comedy? Uh, it was out last year. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a comedy. It kind of tanked, I think, but it was De Niro. They had to go uh, undercover on the lamb as a... Two De Niro movies that he's been in. Why? What was the other one? The other one was the one where he fights Sylvester Stallone. Creed? No, that was... Uh, oh, you're talking about the other movie when they fight when they're the boxers. Yeah, him and... Him uh, and, him and uh, De Niro and Stallone. The poster right. was like... I don't the, know, that was... Uh, the movie was funny, though. Did you say it? I saw some of it. I Actually, know, like, I was really like, funny movie. <laughs> really funny. Because it was all like De Niro, old school, like, you know... Uh, uh, Raging Bull, and it was r- everything Rocky, like uh, all combined. You know, it was a two old timers getting ready to fight one dueling battle. Like, it was a pretty funny movie. I mean, it was certainly unlikely, you know, and, and the movie <laughs> looked like. Well, the weight difference alone, there was a 40 pound, 50 pound weight difference. Which one? Okay, so Stallone is lighter, heavier. Heavier? Heavier, yeah. De Niro's a little twig. Yeah. He's a little guy. Like, if you ever stand next to him, he's like 5'8. He's probably only about 160 pounds. Yeah. Little tiny frame of a guy. He just thinks he's a tough guy because he's been a tough guy for the last. 40 years in movies. De Niro. Yeah. I, it's weird, because Sylvester Stallone's really short. Yeah, they both are. Yeah, the, all those movie stars are short. 
Well, I am too. That's what I was trying to get in myself. <laughs> you qualify. I qualify. I can hang out with Sylvester Stallone and Bobby D.